Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I've faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up to serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully will spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I have Natalie Otteson. She is joining us, um, and I'm super excited to have her here today. Natalie is a trans certified transformational life coach, a reconnection healing foundational practitioner, a USUI Holy Fire to Reiki practitioner and astrologist. Her journey to help others comes from a deeply personal story of healing from pain, suffering, self-doubt, and insecurities. Having experienced divorce, abuse, young pregnancy, single parenting, adoption, losing loved ones, and health complications only painted her reality with more darkness. She held a bleak vision of the future and questioned what she was even meant for. Her rich experience has strengthened and deepened her connection to herself and in service of others. Now Natalie passionately passionately leads women to reconnect with their soul's purpose. Her coaching and coursework helps clients uncover their deepest desires and most fulfilling life. Her work is fueled by passion, confidence, and love. Wow, that's beautiful, Natalie. Um, Thank you so much for being here. For full disclosure, for anybody that's listening, Natalie and I met on Instagram. And I was so inspired by seeing her journey and the work that she was doing. I knew I must have her on the show. And what really resonated with me, and we talked about this before we started, Natalie, is this this deep belief of you're you're built of struggle. You know, your story started with some painful things. um, and, And I find that that certainly resonates in my own life. And I know it's going to with others today. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Like I said, we've been longtime Facebook or um, Instagram friends and like we've been following each other's journey for quite some time. So I I really am honored to be here and to be able to talk with you um, about how women can truly become their own hero, honestly. Um, And and I'll kind of even tell you like a little bit about me in regards to that. Like I didn't like myself. I was definitely not my own hero. I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself. Um, and I struggled with, I struggled with just everything. Um, ultimately I was raised in an organized religion and that 
organized religion really, and I talk, I actually just talked about this in, in my episode that came out today in my podcast where, you know, I have this guidance system. I have this intuition, this guidance system that we all do that was leading me through life, through my path. And, um, it was, it was something that was dismissed my whole life which ended up leading to a lot of trouble for me ultimately because that guidance system like i believed authority and and you know people places you know church parents school everyone's information and their authority was more important and powerful than my own and um this this organized religion that i was in like i believed it i believed it to be true and um and it was confusing when I started seeing that things weren't lining up and they weren't matching up for me, but it ended up leading to, and I talked about this in my episode yesterday, it ended up leading to me, you know, my parents ended up being divorced. Um, I ended up being sexually assaulted by a photographer. I was a model. Modeling was my thing. It was my whole life. It's all I wanted to do was to be a famous model in New York. Okay. And, um, like through this process of not trusting my intuition and not having that guidance system for myself, um, I was taken advantage of. And then that just changed everything for me, changed my whole life. Um, everything I knew about myself, everything I believed in, even my religion, like I was now damaged goods. Um, I didn't know who I was or where I was going or what I wanted to do. And so it was just this unraveling of who I was and where I was going. Um, it was like I was just in a snowball of just bad decisions, grasping to find some sort of identity of who I was and where I was going and and how to basically not struggle, right? right. I struggled with body dysmorphia. Um, I saw a monster when I looked in the mirror. Um, I ended up getting pregnant at a really young age. I ended up getting pregnant when I was 17. Okay. Um, after I was assaulted, um, ended up keeping my son. Um, I had the choice to keep him or give him up and I ended up keeping my son and then I got married and then I got divorced and then got back together with my son's father. And then ended up giving, we got pregnant again, ended up giving my son up for adoption. And I actually am talking about this in an upcoming episode. Um, but, and that right there, like that decision, um, that was the hardest decision I've ever made in my entire life. And it destroyed me. I can imagine. Yeah. And, um, I struggled with that. I struggled with the grief of that. I, hadn't really dealt with the sexual assault. I haven't, I hadn't really, um, worked through that process. And then I went through this adoption process and it was just, there was, there was just, a, I was in a cloud of just Before gates open, so to speak. Yeah. 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 I mean, and then it was just, you know, all of the things of normal life, like everyday normal life and everything that we do every single day with all of this stuff that I just, the comp, I call it compounded grief, right? Just this constant compounding grief that was sitting on me. And, um, I mean, it took me some time to talk about the assault that happened to me. And then once I did talk about it, it took me years to do therapy on it because to even be able to talk about it. Right. And then again, that, that compounded grief of, of the adoption process. Um, 
I felt like I kind of started getting my life on track to some degree when I met my husband in 2006 and we got married in 2006, but then dealt with some major complications of, you know, preterm, you know, I dealt with a lot of like my, my son that I gave up for adoption was a premature baby. I had major complications with, with, you know, carrying a baby and then doing that again with my most recent son, um, had all sorts of complications there. And it just is like, I just felt like, like, wow, can I just ever catch a break? Right. This ever going to stop for me? Like, am I ever going to catch a break? And, um, thinking that was part of the problem, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because it was just compounding that it was not you, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, after I gave my son up, son up for adoption, it was kind of that moment for me that I said, I have to change my life. Like I am headed down a really destructive path, a really painful, destructive path. And I've got to change something. I've got to do something different. And so I started that process and I started going to therapy and I started doing the work. And in fact, my therapist, my cognitive behavioral therapist was the one that actually introduced me to meditation. And I resisted that like crazy. It's a hard thing. And I want to get into that. But first, I I want to acknowledge and and say, I see you and I hear you. And I'm so grateful that you have the courage to show up and be vulnerable and share your story. Um, You know, I, too, am born of a deeply painful story. and, And I recognize that our willingness to show up and be seen in the most painful parts of our life frankly, is one of the most healing things that I've ever experienced. And I don't know that I would have known that had I not gone through it. But the reality is, you know, I I can't say for everybody because I don't know everybody's story, but I would venture to guess most all of us have a chapter that we wish was not public or wasn't read out loud. And I think the things that you and I are doing are built of those chapters that we probably didn't want people to read. And frankly, you know, having the courage to show up and do that and then to serve others on top of it, to to me, it's the inspiration point that hopefully helps other people heal. Yeah. Yeah. It's going, and honestly, it's going through these processes that actually, like, it it just con- continues to um, um, peel that layer back of healing, even for us as we talk about it. And again, like, I think being able to show up and share it with other people so that they truly know that they're not alone. Right. Like what you're going through, like you're not alone in this process. Like that deep dark hole that you're in, like if I've been in that place and crawled out of it and got myself out of that, you can do that too. Right. And 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 I have a similar journey in history and you know, it it is like I said in my intro, it is a mustard seed of faith that I am here. I mean, there was a solid year that I walked every day wanting to die. And yeah. I knew that I was here for a bigger purpose. And, and frankly, that is the, the spark point and inspiration for this show is recognizing that we all have those chapters we don't read out, want read out loud. And I think we get so stuck in our own heads and the minutia of what we're going through, we fail to recognize that there is somebody who has been where you are and so much worse. And if you are open about what you're struggling with, somebody will show up to meet you. It may not be the thing that changes the thing. It may not be your watershed moment, 
but but there are people who will meet you where you are. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. You know, in, in talking with you, I'm really, one question keeps coming up that I've asked many guests over, over the years is, do you think that people have to hit rock bottom to approach making pivotal change in their life? That's such a good question. And in fact, when you said it in the intro, I, you know, I kind of thought about that a little bit because I think people just need to go experience what it is that they need to experience. And I think that we can learn through other people's experience. Right. But I'll tell you what, like as much as I have not wanted some of these chapters to be talked about, like as much as I've had all these things that happen, I'm like, Ooh, um, at the same time, every single thing I've been through, I wouldn't change a thing. Right. I wouldn't go back and change anything I've been through because it has shaped every part of who I am today. And I am so proud of who that is. I love that. And, and it and it so reminds me of the words that I use so often. If I hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here. You know, yes. and, and I too spent the better part of a decade fighting these really painful chapters and was so ashamed and felt so unworthy. And frankly, it hit me. And this is within the last year that it really hit me and like came into the funnel completely of it is because of those experiences that I am able to show up and serve others. And how can you serve in a way that honors yourself with integrity if you don't even love your own story? You yeah. telling other people to get good with their story when you're not good with your story is wholly inauthentic. And frankly, it took me the better part of a decade. You know, and I, I want to be clear, like, I don't think anybody has to go through what I I went through. And, and I think you're suggesting the same thing. But if that's your path, it's your path. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that there is not what is meant for you will not pass you by. Amen. And so many people get really focused on wanting to avoid the hardest parts. And frankly, Natalie, I don't know you about you, but the only way out is through. I was going to say that a minute ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. like, like mine's here, but the yeah. only way out is through. And, and there is, there is such a point of inspiration in just being able to show up and be seen in all of your messiness and know that this is now and not forever. Yeah. We're human, right? right? We're human We're here and we are having human a human experience. experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that the, 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 the approach so many of us take is we want to navigate life and avoid all the messiness. I just don't think it's possible. It's not. And and do you really want it that way? Like, think about no. this. Like, we kind of do the 50-50 rule. Like, life is 50% good, it's 50% bad. And do you want to not have... Because I think, like, this is my opinion. As much grief and pain as it caused me to give my baby away, to give my boy away, like, I know the opposite side of love so much more because of that experience. Wow. Like I can love on such a deep level because I know that grief. Right. I know that pain to my core. There is nothing more painful for me. There's nothing, I know this. There's nothing that I will experience in my life that was more painful than that experience for me. Wow, that's profound. I will say my very first episode of Get Unstuck Radio, we did a show on overcoming grief and healing. 
And one of the things that hit me after we recorded that episode was the reality of is grief is the one emotion none of us will escape. Yeah. We will all experience life and we will all have some form of profound loss in the course of our lives. And it is amazing that we live our lives assuming we will never go through something we are all destined to go through. Yeah. Like, think about that. I never really thought about that. But the fact of the matter is nobody escapes grief. And, and there's not a handbook on how to deal with grief or navigate it. And frankly, you feel how you feel until you don't feel that way anymore. Right. And I think that is ups and downs and not a not a straight linear sort of thing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say here in more simpler words, leaning into these most painful parts of our story is the depth and the richness of the journey, I think. Yeah, I agree. It makes me emotional when you say that because it really is. Well, and I and I mirror your words that you said a minute ago that I would say for myself is if I had it to do over again, I don't know that I would make different choices. Because I, I even think about when my life came completely unraveled and I was at the beginning of beginning again, I knew so instinctively I could not go back and rebuild the life that I had just blown up. And regardless of how much that felt natural because I knew how to navigate that life, I knew that it ultimately would kill me. Yeah. And and that deep sense of knowing that I leaned into and listened to, and you talked about that word intention or intuition earlier, which, which you know, I don't care what you call it, you know, for whoever's mm-hmm. listening, your gut feeling, your gut sense, whatever it is that you know that guides you is really it's foundational in being able to make those choices that ultimately move you in the places you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guidance system. Like I, I really call it like that. It is a guidance system. It's, it's part of like our inner knowing or inner truth that guides us where it is that like it guides our life. And isn't it amazing that, that by your own admission, there were so many external factors at play in your life that that was never able to fully blossom until everything came to a crashing halt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to take a quick break and I want to come back and I want to talk more practically about, and again, thank you for sharing your experience so beautifully and vulnerably, but I want to talk more with our audience about, um, you know, what are the, what does that practice become? Like once the light came on and you knew I can't live this any, this way anymore, what steps did you take actively? So let's take a quick two minute break and we'll be back in just a second. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. And we're back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I have the beautiful Natalie Audison with me, and we are unpacking the mysteries of life. And and as we were talking before the break, um, Natalie um, is a phenomenal coach and leader that works with women to really help them unearth the most authentic, um, lively parts of themselves to get the lives that they want and desire um, and, and Natalie was sharing her deeply personal journey of how she came to this work. And, and frankly, I'm inspired by this, this incredible conversation. Natalie, as we jump back in, the, the thing that I'm, I'm most interested in is, you know, you had this watershed moment where everything kind of came crashing down around you. I, I'm certain you didn't just pick yourself up the next day and move on with your life. And it's certainly been a process. Let's talk practically for the person who's listening that maybe is in the midst of, you know, an undoing, an unbecoming, um, you know, where does one begin and and certainly sharing your own journey or what you recognize in the work you do with others, where does one begin? So obviously when we're talking about mental health, right? If we're in a place, if you're in a place of non-functioning, like you want to work with a therapist, Right. right? Um, you can work with a therapist and a coach at the same time, but we really want, like, you know this, you have to get from a place of non-functioning to functioning, right? Um, and I did a lot of therapy. I had a lot of trauma that I was dealing with and I needed to process that. And I processed it in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, I processed it through writing. I processed it through talking. I processed it through um I think I mentioned, like, as I mentioned, my, my, um, oh, my sweet therapist, he was, he did, he worked so hard to get me to meditate and I resisted <laughs> it so much. And this was back in the day when meditation wasn't cool. Right. right like right. it was kind of, you know, you know, I, I tell the story of like, I, when I, when I first started meditating, I was kind of a closet meditator. Cause I was like, my husband's going to think I'm crazy. Not because like he thinks I'm crazy, <laughs> but just, just more of like, like, Even if he does. Kind of, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing back then, right? Right, right. But um, but really working on the mindset piece, right? And and this is this is kind of how it went for me. I really had to work on mindset. I had a lot of um negative self-talk. You know, we have like 60,000 thoughts a day, 80% of them are negative. 92% of those are the same thoughts we thought the day the day before. So like like dealing with the mindset piece like i really had to start recognizing what my mind was doing and right. then and then i introduced meditation which and a mindfulness practice so it was the beginning of this mindfulness practice for me but meditation was kind of one of those key pieces because it started to help me recognize the thoughts that i was thinking 
right? Okay. Yeah. Like recognizing that these thoughts, like I was having lots of thoughts and I was attaching to all of them and going down all sorts of rabbit holes and just cycling, right? Like um, I was Alice, I, I was following the white rabbit, right? I was following okay. it down the rabbit hole, right? Sure. And then, um, and then I really, and then funny enough, I actually ended up throwing out my back one day and ha couldn't move, like was stuck on the floor. <laughs> went to meet with a, or had to be taken to like a massage therapist to release my back. And interestingly enough, on the table was, it was like a yoga magazine or something like that. There was an art article about gratitude. And um, there was like all sorts of tips on how to do gratitude. Uh -huh. And at this point in time, like, I didn't have a lot I could see that I was grateful for. And, and I have a lot to be grateful for, but my brain at that time couldn't see any of it. Like I could point out my, the main ones, like I'm grateful for a car. I'm grateful for a house. I'm grateful for like right. food. I'm grateful right? I'm breathing. I woke up this morning. <laughs> right. I'm not sure I was super grateful for that. Well, time. I'm being optimistic here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, thanks for my car. I mean, things like that. Right. But at the time, this was like, again, back in the day when blogging was the thing, right? And I had this blog, I was actually doing kind of more health, I was starting to get into health and wellness and things like that. But um, I was talking about writing down something that you were grateful for every single day. And I was like, okay, like, I, I can try this on, I can do this. And I actually took it a step further. And I was like, I'm going to write down 10 things I'm grateful for every single okay. day. I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to do it by posting it on this blog every single day. So I did this for quite some time. And I can't even tell you between that and the meditation, which again, became started by mindfulness practice. It completely shifted my brain. Wow. Like I, I went from like not being able to find anything to be grateful for to creating lists in my head as I would go throughout my whole day of like, oh my gosh, that's making my list tomorrow. Oh my gosh, that's making my <laughs> list tomorrow, right? Like I started really shifting how I was seeing things. You know, they like when you shift the way you see things is the things you, whatever that saying is, I'm the things, totally this, it. <laughs> the things you focus on are, are change, something like that. Yeah, right? something yeah. like that. Like we'll find the- We got it down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you get it. You get it. Yeah. But when you start changing the way, what you focus on, what you focus on changes. That's it. it. That's does. the words. That's it. <laughs> like it all shifted. So this meditation practice, this gratitude practice, like the gratitude piece, and it's been part of my morning routine ever since. Now I've added to it, but it's like one of the foundational pieces for me. I wow. write down every single day. I write down three things I'm grateful for every single day. I wondered and, if you had stayed with 10 because 10 is hard for yeah. most people. 10, hard, 10 is hard. 10 is a lot. And not that I don't have 10 things to be grateful for, but right. I, but to journal every day, like I, I create this, I have this morning routine that I do and three things is like 10 is a lot and three like perfect, right? right? It's like three things I, and on top of that, like I don't just, Again, it's not just the house, the car. And in fact, my therapist at the time really encouraged me to really break it down. Like if you're grateful for your car, like be grateful for the battery that's in there. Be grateful for the <laughs> the, the workers that are putting it together, where, for the rubber that they had, to, you know, all of that. Like he really right. helped me kind of break it down into like breaking it down another level and then another, another level, right? Like to really shift that focus on like this is this 
it's not just what's in front of you. It's everything that, everything got that goes there. into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what I'm hearing from you, and, and I love this journey, I'm hearing a couple of things. One, you, your your path to success in getting unstuck was not linear. No. You know, you you did, you were willing to show up and do many things. Um, I too have had a tremendous amount of therapy. I, I often, um, you know, think that I didn't have kids because I was too busy paying for all the therapy that I've had. And, you know, you've mentioned coaches, you've mentioned you had massage when you when your back got thrown out. We've talked about gratitude as a practice. Let's talk practically. If somebody is in the depths of despair or they're really struggling, you know, I often like to look at life as what's the one next right step. You know, if somebody's stuck in that spot, I think picking one thing that you know you can show up committedly and consistently to, which sounds very much how you approached your gratitude practice and meditation or anything else that you're doing. Do you think that there's an easy place that you've seen people in the work that you do in your coaching practice that something that's easy to get people to commit to? Yeah. Um, meditation can be hard because a lot Agreed. of people find resistance around that. So I would honestly say the gratitude piece. It I is agree. really simple to write down one thing or even three things. It's It's easy to do that every single day. And to truly create an accountability to that, like um, in one of my first episodes, I actually um, created a challenge for my audience to post it on your Instagram page, like post every day, one thing that you're grateful for. It's not difficult. It's not hard, but you're accountable when you do that. And you show up differently when you start shifting that mindset that way. So I think gratitude's a great place to start. Well, and the people that show up to meet you at that place end up looking different than you would have yeah. imagined, you know, and I, and I think it's, it's a simple way to lead in service and say, you know, I'm starting this day with gratitude and I'm setting the intention. I mean, I can't talk about gratitude as a practice enough. And that's really why I wanted to have you as a guest, because I know that's so foundational in the work yeah. that, that you do. Um, but again, you know, I want to go back to this resonance of the next right step. You know, I think so many of us get focused when when life is dark and the curtains are drawn, we focus on the whole staircase. And as you mm -hmm. well know, you don't get up the staircase any way other than one step at a time. Yeah. And, and it's impossible to be at the top of the staircase in your mind if you're still at the bottom going up. And I think that's why a lot of people don't even start because it's how many other steps they've got in between that freezes them. And frankly, if you can deduce that down to one next right step, it's a matter of taking one next right step. And I encourage yeah. people when they're considering, and, and, and if it's not gratitude for you, it could be taking a walk every day, getting sun on your head, drinking enough water, making sure you're getting enough sleep. I mean, something that looks like nourishment for you and your soul that you know you can commit to with commitment and consistency. Yeah. Because I think you'll you'll agree with me here, Natalie. Commitment and consistency are really key. Yeah, to shifting your mind. One percent incremental changes, right? right. If you do one percent incremental changes, if you did that every day, you'd have three hundred sixty-five percent increase over the year, right? Like, and we do talk about small little things, right? Like, focus on one thing at a time. For me, when I started, I didn't start with meditation. I started with self-care. That meant 
sitting down and reading a book. That meant letting my son cry in the other room. That meant taking a bath. That meant going and maybe getting my nails done or going and getting a pedicure. And like, it it doesn't have to be something. It doesn't like when we talk about self, it could be going and journaling. It could be going and sitting in my car and crying. It can be (laughs) going to therapy. It can be talking to a friend. It's, it's just those little things of starting. And I'm just going to offer this. If you have any audience member who is like, I need somebody to talk to. I am always like, my door is always open. You come and message me on, on soul sister coaching on Instagram, 100%. I will, you'll text me and I will voice memo you back. And I am not kidding when I say that, like my door is always open because we, we need people. We need that connection and we need, so it's all those, it's those small little changes and it's different for everyone, Jason, like, like the, the process of what is the next step for somebody is completely different than it is for somebody else. Maybe you focus on self-care. So maybe you need to give yourself a little tough love. I don't know what it is, but it's so different for every single person. Right. And frankly, I think that's a lot of why mental health is such a, a challenging ball of yarn to unravel because it looks different in everybody. There's no one set prescriptive, you know, direction for everybody to follow you know, Natalie, what I would love to know is, is you had this incredible journey of getting connected to yourself after having been so disconnected. What was the switch that flipped for you to move in to then be in service of others? Hmm. What was the switch? Um, and it didn't have to just be one, but yeah. Um, so I've always felt the calling inside of me. Like it's always been something that's been inside of me that I've like, I've always wanted to help other people. And in fact, when I started my journey, I wanted to go into mental health. I wanted to, you know, be a neuropsychologist and, you know, get my PhD and all of those things. Right. Life obviously had different plans for me. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I rolled with the punches, but, um, when I started going through, you know, you kind of mentioned this before of like, I wouldn't go back and change anything that I've been through. And I know that everything that I've been through is so that I can help other people go through the same thing. I love that. I was a woman who struggled with fitting in, feeling accepted, feeling worthy. I absolutely did not feel worthy of love, connection, any of it. And I do not want any woman, like, I guess my mission is to help women not feel that way. Right. Like you are worthy because you're born. You are, you know, whatever it is that you want to do and create in your life, you have that opportunity to do that. And so as I went through my own healing journey, I knew for myself that this was exactly what I wanted to help other people do. That's beautiful. And Women word, specifically. Well, yes. And the word that I heard as you were talking was limitless, you know, and, and obviously this is a radio show, but for anybody that's listening, you know, I, I'm staring back at the camera here, looking at you and, you know, I'm assuming that anybody who met you in life would not guess you had any problems. They would think no. they have it all no. together and look at her. She's all buttoned up and she's beautiful. What do you and, have to, what yeah, do you what, have to be worried you about? Complaining? What and, have you been through? Yep. I've actually and, had and, this statement said. I think that comparison freezes a lot of people. It's like, I've got the house, I've got the car, I've got the spouse, I've got the kids, I've I've got the job, I've got some money in the bank. You know, I, I want to say that when somebody is approaching healing, 
you know, often we are unwiring what happened to us in the first seven, eight years of our lives for the rest of our lives. And, and frankly, just because it all looks good, and often those of us who look the best in the real world are the ones who have had the most painful histories because we're trying to look like we don't have anything that's not together. Perfect, right? Yeah. We go into that. In fact, when I, after I gave, it's so interesting that you say that because after I gave my son up for adoption, I went into, I really went into perfectionism. Right. Because if I was perfect, then nobody could judge me. Then, then like, it was like, I really did have to be this perfect. Like, I felt like I had to be this perfect person. Right. Which is just not, it's not even possible. Well, but, it's so funny because, you know, I used to be a guy that dressed up a lot. I have a closet of beautiful clothes and I have, uh, I have devolved probably into this more authentic space of, I call it at luxury dressing um, <laughs> that, you know, literally is really what feels comfortable to me. And frankly, what I learned from me being dressed up, I would walk into rooms. I was better dressed than anybody there. It kind it was my armor. And it's funny, I was recently thinking about cleaning out my closet to make space for new things to come in. And I literally walked in there and I got so overwhelmed by this notion of I had this closet full of armor that I know I will never wear again. And I still have an inordinate attachment to that I can't fully let go of because I think there's some balance between that and where I've currently gone to. And I stay stuck in kind of this space of, okay, I'm going to be in liminal space with this. And if it's meant to shift, it will shift. And if it's not, I'm just going to keep showing up and doing it the way I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I don't, and, and I don't know that that's the same for everybody, but I do think that we get to these places where we armor up and it is a way of detaching ourselves from fully being present with other humans. Yeah. It's a defense mechanism. It's a for way of sure. protecting ourselves. It's and and how beautiful that our brain offers that for us, right? Or okay. maddening. It is a little maddening. <laughs> right. right. It can be maddening, right? For but that's sure. Why you, but that's why you need a coach. So a coach right. can help you through the process, right? Right, because right. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break and come back and okay. talk about just that. Like how do, how does somebody practically get connected? Uh, we'll okay. be back in two minutes. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. And we're back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. And today I have my friend Natalie Otteson here. Um, we're having an incredible conversation um, about Natalie's deeply personal journey into evolving into the phenomenal human that she's become and how she's showing up to serve other humans um, and living their best life. Before we went to break, we were talking about the armor that a lot of us you know, uh, arm ourselves up with to create distance or as defense mechanisms from fully showing up in the world most authentically. And I know a lot of your work, Natalie, is about helping people, you know, take those bricks off the wall, so to speak, to make them, you know, have the tools and skills to be able to show up more authentically and get the lives they want. And that, frankly, is built from you doing your own personal healing work that that has made space for you to be able to serve others Let's talk a little more practically about what what is Soul Sister Coaching? What is the world of Natalie Otteson more like? Let's peek behind the curtain a little bit, if you will. Okay. So I love Soul Sister Coaching. I created it back in um, almost seven years ago now okay. um, because I, and on Instagram specifically, like I wanted there to be a space, like there is so much negativity out there right? Amen. We're bombarded with it all the time. I just wanted there to be a little slice of heaven every day that you could go and get something positive. Like that was really kind of how it all started. But I also knew I wanted to go into the coaching realm because I want to be able to help people move forward. Right. Um, and that's really what coaching does is we help. I help my clients move forward. I help my clients make decisions. I help my clients really understand their process, their thought process. You know, I'm, my coaching is specifically based, I'm a transformational life coach, but my, my other coaching certification is, um, cognitive, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy based. So, you know, thoughts, you know, we have circumstances, those circumstances create our thoughts. Those thoughts create feelings, feelings drive all of our actions or inactions, which ultimately give us our result. Right. So, okay. I really help my clients understand like what they're thinking because we all think that our thoughts are facts. We think that right. everything we think is just 100% true. And I have a spoiler alert. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> so I really help my clients understand that process, really teach them the process of being able to coach themselves and, um, and really truly become their own hero. I love that. Yeah, it's the hero's journey back to self, self-love, self-care, self-healing, self-authority. Like it's it's coming back to self because once you're able to do that, you're able to ripple that out, right? Sure. It starts with self first. Well, frankly, I mean, I think you and I are built of that same hero's journey, aren't we? Yeah, sounds like I mean, it. I mean, if if we if we peeled back the layer here, um, you know, that's that's the journey. And and the thing that I am always inspired by, you know, I, I don't think of myself as walking a hero's journey, but I guess if you look at, at it in the context that it really is, I, I certainly have been through one. But I want to underscore that people don't have to go through what you went through or through what I went through to have transformational change in their lives. I mean, 
by the grace of God, you and I both got these experiences that have set us up to, to do this work, inordinately, inordinately painful experiences. But I don't truly believe that somebody has to, you know, go through those experiences necessarily to say, hey, this is not fulfilling for me, or I'm not enjoying this the way I thought I would, or I expected there would be more here. You know, how often do you see people come to you just because their life isn't fully fulfilling anymore? All the time. And maybe it never was. Yeah. No, all the time. And and interestingly enough, I get a lot of the later stage. You know, my, my clients are are more of the older clientele where, you know, they've been a stay-at-home mom. Their kids are, are either getting ready to leave the nest or they've left the nest and they're ready to kind of step into themselves. Right. Right. And so kind of just having that underlying, you know, fulfillment of there's something more for me. There's something I want to do. They don't have to have catastrophic life events right. in order to not in order to want to do something different or feel a call in order to, you know, fulfill their own purpose or their own destiny, right? Whatever that looks like for them. So all the time, like what I've been through is what a lot of people have been through, right? right? But not everyone has to go through that in order to transform and change, right? And I think that's so important for people listening, like wherever you are, that is your story. And you can turn whatever pain you have into whatever purpose you desire. And, and knowing that 99% of getting the life you want starts with a willingness to show up and take a next right step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, like working with a coach, you can just start to make a lot of those little shifts that can truly transform your life in amazing ways. And that's really how it ended up starting for me is I started working, like I did a lot of therapy to get to functioning. And then I started working with a coach and I was like, wow, like this is amazing. Like right. I didn't even know life could be this amazing. And then went down all sorts of different modalities and continued to open myself. And the biggest part for me where I saw the greatest fulfillment was when I really started tapping into my spirituality, like right. really expanding that spirituality to a level of like, <laughs> um, there's not words for it. <laughs> well, probably it's an experiment in living in grace. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I look at it for me and regardless of what you do or don't believe, I mean, I, I don't put anything upon anybody's belief system. Yeah. I personally believe a lot of getting the life you want begins and ends with believing in something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And I don't care if that's God or the universe or the big carrot or the great snowman, like whatever it is, but believing that something is bigger that is guiding you and that is supporting you. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't believe we're here to have this singular experience, this lifetime that doesn't have any, any sort of, um, I'm going to use the words cosmic energy behind it that yeah. that can become life force for guiding us forward. Yeah. And it can even be as simple as just you connecting to yourself, right? right. Like it can just be that simple of like, right. I'm, I'm my inner wisdom. I'm my inner knowledge. I'm my inner authority. Right. And, and making like moving your life that way. And, but I think to do that, and I think you also have to be pretty, solid in being your own best advocate. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that, that usually comes from, you've done a lot of work to be able to put that faith back in yourself. Yes. Um, 
you know, so for the person that's listening that, you know, thinks that, you know, coaching is only for rich people or it's not accessible or affordable, or I've never done any therapy. So why would I be a, a good candidate for coaching? Let's dispel, dispel some of the myths here around, you know, things that um, maybe people don't realize about coaching as a practice. Yeah. Um, number one, I think that coaching is something everyone should have. Everyone should have. Just like I think everyone should go through therapy. Right. <laughs> I think they're kind of like just one of those things that like everyone should have one of those. We've done but, it. Um, yeah. 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 Um, the advantages that are available to you when you have a coach, when you have somebody where number one, you could maybe even just talk to um, and and just share what's going on with you. That's huge. But then to have somebody who can go in and say, wait a minute, like, look, look at what you're thinking right now. How is that serving you? Like, do you want to keep thinking that? And as long as you keep thinking that, is that going to get you where you ultimately want to be? And so having somebody kind of question that, because even as a coach, like I have a coach, I have two right. coaches, Same. right? Like I have a coach that I work with on a regular basis because even for myself, I do this all day long. I'm telling people all day long, like your thoughts are creating your results. But I still think that my thoughts are facts, right? I still think that I'm immune to the very thing that my clients are coming to me with because I'm a human being having a human human experience. I'm not a robot, right? right? So, so having somebody to be able to um, talk with just on a regular basis is helpful. And then having somebody help you take action, like depending on what that ultimately looks like for you. And I'm a spiritual business coach. So I help people take action in their, in their businesses, either a spiritual business or from a place of spiritual alignment. Right. So that's specifically what I do. I help women that way. And there's all sorts of different coaches. Like there's, there's, you know, anxiety coaches, there's, um, weight loss coaches, there's, and having somebody hold you know, somebody to be accountable to and somebody to hold you accountable. There's something to be said about that. And I want to say that that what we're talking about here is quite different than therapy and not saying you can't get accountability in therapy. Yes. You know, most traditional therapists cannot give you a, a, you know, landmarks on your map of what you might try. You know, they might yes. make some helpful suggestions along the way. But really, coaching is a lot more action oriented. It is more tangible actions you can take um, that are focused on getting the results that you seek. I don't yeah. know that therapy is as wired or uh, coaching is as wired to do, you know, the deep trauma work that people need to do. No, there, no. there is a huge difference there. Yes, um, yes. And, and professionals yes. should do that. We do not like if it, here's the thing about trauma. We can talk about how your trauma is affecting you today, like what you're thinking about it today. But when it comes to trauma, like I always encourage my clients to seek a professional when it comes to something like that, because I am not trained to deal with, to, to treat trauma and coat and um, therapists also, they're not going to, they really aren't going to like do the action plan and help you move forward like that. They're going to deal with more of what's going on and why is this happening and how do we get you to a place of functioning? Like therapy takes you from not functioning to functioning. And then um, coaching takes you from functioning to thriving, right? Like that's kind of how we explain it. Well, and it's interesting to me. I, you know, I work with a lot of people at a lot of different levels uh, in, in the continuum of life. 
And the thing that I have recognized is a lot of people use therapy as a way to move through the week. You know, it gives me a a release valve to be able to go in and talk about what's going on. And I want to be clear, while that may be helpful in navigating the, the ups and downs of your life, that is actually not the work. The work is going in and getting to the root cause of why are you having these results that perhaps are not working beneficially or favorably for you? And, you know, it's hard. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. if this was easy, I think our world would look vastly different than it does, right? Yeah. And sometimes, Jason, it's as simple as recognizing, like, there has been so many epiphanies that I've had just over the last several months working with my own coach on programming that I've had old programming, old religion programming, old, like showing up and like doing my podcast. I had so much fear around doing my podcast because I was afraid to show up and be seen because being seen actually caused physical danger for me, right? right? That's a real thing. Now, I didn't go in and do the trauma work in that in coaching, but we recognize that like, of course, this makes so much sense that you're having all of this stuff coming up around being seen. Are you safe now? Right. It was the same thing for me with the radio show. And it's like, you know, I knew I loved this medium and I love talking to people. And I'm so grateful I get to meet, you know, incredible humans like yourself all the time. But it also, there is a vulnerability of showing up and holding space and seeing somebody else and letting them see you. You know, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And and while you and I may have the gift of- every day. (laughs) Right. And while you and I may have the gift of making this look easy, I want to relate to anybody that's listening. This is born of a lifetime of experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we do it sweaty, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So Natalie, tell us um, before we wrap up here, what's going on at Soul Sister Coaching? I know you've got some good things that you're working on. Um, Tell us anything that you'd like to promote or how how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. So you can always find me on Instagram at Soul Sister Coaching. You can find me at soulsistercoaching.com. I recently just launched my podcast and I'm actually doing a giveaway, Uh, a giveaway, a giveaway. (laughs) I said that word. I'm doing a giveaway. So I'm doing, so if you go and follow, rate, and review the podcast, I'm doing 100 giveaways for 100 reviews. So that's something really cool while I'm launching this. But it's the Mindset School for Soul, Soulful Entrepreneurs with Natalie Otterson. And you can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. But um, I'm really kind of going through this process of, again, how I did this for myself, how it started. It started with mindset, then mindfulness, then meditation. You know, I've kind of been unfolding this journey through these podcasts that I've been releasing. And then I work with women one-on-one right now. Like I'm in the process of launching a mastermind. Um, Right now I do one-on-one coaching with my clients and I help them build that spiritual business. So I help them take Maybe you you know you have a purpose and a path, but you're not sure what it is yet, or you want to scale that. I can help you through that process. I love it. And what heart-centered work that you're doing. Thank you for you know continuing to show up and shine your bright light. The world needs you. Um, and for those of you who are listening who have not yet su- subscribed to the Get Unstuck Radio pages, you can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Next week, we'll have another inspiring guest that you will not want to miss. Natalie, before we wrap up today, can you tell me one thing you're grateful for today? 
I'm grateful for you, Jason. I'm I grateful to be here on this po- uh, on your radio show talking with you. I'm grateful for the connection. I am so honored and pleased that you're here. Thank you. Um, I too am grateful for you. I'm grateful that you shared your story. Um, I'm grateful that you're an inspiration point for so many that may be struggling and getting them connected to their true source of power and strength. Um, I think that's just incredible work. Um, So thank you for being here today. It was a pleasure. And until next time, remember every journey begins with the next step and you too can be your own champion. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.